Hey, hey. Hello, Hello friends. Hey, hey, hey. We're, we're back. <laughs> we are back again to talk about grief. Grief. <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're. Oh, so jazzed to like talk about this. <laughs> I literally probably. am sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sweating. It's hot in here. <laughs> No, but seriously, I I actually do love talking about grief and I'm glad to talk with you about it, Shani. And I'm thankful for our listeners too. If y'all want to write in and tell us your thoughts, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. Tell us about your grief. We, we, we like it. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're a a special breed. Um, We are a special breed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what's up with you, girl? Well, that's what I was going to say. I actually have a little something to grieve and discuss with you all before we dive into our quote. Share, share, share. Um, so Shani already knows because she's my queen and I tell her and we talk about she's. I know but... all the secrets. <laughs> that's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. <laughs> full of secrets. Um, but I... actually have a huge trip coming up and it was only supposed to be to one country. I had been planning to go to Brazil for my beautiful friend Carol's wedding. So I've never been to Brazil. I'm super pumped. I'm going to be there for three weeks and then I was going to come back to Ireland. But in true Stacy Sagittarius rising fashion, I found this incredible opportunity where it just literally grabbed my soul. I don't know how else to describe it. I just, I felt like I needed to go. I am going. So basically I go straight from Brazil, take three different planes to then land in Northern India in Dharamsala. Your brain, your brain is going to be like, (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) Who am I? Where am I? What am I? Um, And I will discover all those things in (laughs) Dharamsala. And I'm going to this Ayurvedic uh, training for four weeks. So I'm basically going to be gone for two whole months. And I'm sad, though, to be missing that time with Shani and you all in the podcast, but good news, never fret my friends, because Shani has got some special guests and some special surprises for you coming up. Yes, I do, but I'm not going to tell you because it's a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I I have to know a little bit about this training. Can you, for those in the podcast uh, listening world um, who don't know, can you talk a little bit about what you'll be doing there? Absolutely. Absolutely. So (laughs) basically it's an Ayurvedic Institute and um, a doctor of Ayurveda teaches there. And it's probably going to be about 10 to 20 people. I don't know exactly how many, but we go to class every day, six, six out of seven days a week, and it's four to five hours a day. And we're basically learning about our doshas. So people, mm-hmm. this is the most basic form of Ayurveda. Like you might've heard, oh, I have a lot of pitta, kapha, vata. Mm-hmm. That's your dosha. And it's about how your body functions basically. And so we're going to be learning about that. We're going to be learning about a lot of different herbs, 
remedies, um, basically cleanses. What I'm most excited about though, is learning about the therapeutic yeah. um, aspects like hot oil massage, Ayurvedic massage, head scalp massage. Mm. They have like, um, like this thing where you pour oil over your eyes. It helps with different eye conditions. Like there's so many different things that I'm going to learn. And I'm just, I'm really, really excited to learn about like natural ways to kind of heal and optimize your bodily functions. (laughs) But mostly I'm also excited about being in Northern India. I've wanted to go to Northern India for a while. It's beautiful there. The Dalai Lama is living he lives like within 20 30 minutes of where i'm gonna be oh my god it's beautiful there's mountains there's oh, you just, just like see really, him on the like street a <laughs> yeah like I, could. Dalai Lama. I, was, I, could. I don't know what i would do with myself i got to hear him speak um he actually <laughs> spoke at the university of arkansas um he wow. came and they filled the the like the basketball court with seats and mm-hmm. it was just the most magical he is the he's like uh, I don't there's no way to describe his energy yeah and he's so like cheeky too like he's just he like, is, yeah his laugh is so therapeutic like just he would like laugh and it's oh it was beautiful <laughs> so if you happen happened upon him that would be fucking cool <laughs> I'm like seeking him out I'm gonna be like yeah. knocking on his door like hello hi yeah. hi <laughs> Hello, hi, it's me. I made you this. Um, I'm so excited for you. I, A, like going to Brazil is exciting. Do you know what area in Brazil you're going to? North of Sao Paulo. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, Esteban has been to Rio. I have never been to Brazil, but I would love to go. I mean, just like the the beauty of that country is just flooring. Mm -hmm. So you have the super exciting couple months coming up. I am (laughs) pumped for you. I'm pumped for me too. I'm a little nervous, a little excited. Well, really excited. And I'm just really looking forward to how the adventure unfolds. So if anyone wants to follow my adventure, just go to my Instagram Yes, at the pink sage. And I'm going to be posting stories, y'all. I'm not even going live from the mountains. And when I meet the Dalai Lama, I'm going to be going live. (laughs) Like quick selfie with the Dalai Lama. No big deal here. <laughs> He's just my best friend now. <laughs> we will miss you, but um, like Stay said, we will have a couple of really lovely special guests, guest hosts, um, and uh, we'll keep plugging plugging away. And then Stace will be back, and we'll be like, "Oh, she's never gone." That'd be great. <laughs> exactly. I'm excited to listen to those episodes too. But oh, we'll see where they go. <laughs> yes. And so let's go ahead and dive in for today. Um, continue our talk about grief. Um, this is the second episode. <laughs> Too much about this. Um, so basically, the reason we can laugh like this is because we we've been through grief. We yeah. know that it's like maddening and it's horrible and it's hilarious and it's awful. Um, and that should be a quote, but the quote we have today is by William Cowper and his quote is grief is itself a medicine. Mm. Grief is itself a medicine. And I could not agree more. What do you think, Shani? 
It is. I, I think it is. I mean, it is a way to heal. And, you know, that's basically the definition of medicine, right? <laughs> um, going through, it may, it might not feel like it, friends. Mm. It's definitely not going to feel like it because it will attack you when you least expect it. Um, and um, it won't go away when you want it to. And there's no set prescription of how long it will last. Like, <laughs> so yeah. you will be taking this medicine for the rest of your life <laughs> in one way. Yeah. 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 But it is, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's so important. It's like a salve. It really is. It's, it's there for you when you need it. It's there for you when you don't want it, but it's something <laughs> that you, you have to use like it to go on through a year days. You have to take grief. You have to. Exactly. And that's why we laugh a little bit when we're talking about grief, because you're not in control. No, you are not in control. Zero control. And it's, it's one of those things that just reminds you how little control Mm -hmm. you actually have on the happenings of this lifetime. Yeah. And you got to laugh at that. You got to laugh. You, you also have to cry, but you you also have to scream and yell. You're not in charge. Yeah. You're not in charge to a degree. You, you do have ways to control your destiny to a degree, to a degree, but, yes. but with grief, you don't, Mm-mm. you don't No, And I mean, and it will make you, it'll make you feel insane. Like it will. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it can be the smallest thing. It can be a song you hear. Um, it can be the waste, like the inflection of someone's voice. It can be, <laughs> anything you're walking down a street and you're like oh I walked down the street with so-and-so that time oh god here it comes you know like it's (laughs) just it really it there are no rules there Mm. are no rules when it comes to grief and I think that that is one thing that we have to be okay with that there are Mm. no rules you are going to have some really amazing days and you're going to have some really shitty days and sometimes it'll be all day. Some days it'll be five minutes, but it's like, feel the feels. I know that we say this all the time, but feel <laughs> your fucking feelings. Mm. It, it's okay. It's just, and yeah. It's more than okay. It's like necessary. And it's part of life. And what I love about this quote and what it makes me think of is grief is itself a medicine. And I would add to that, the community of grief Mm. is itself a medicine because when I was going through the grieving of losing my mother-in-law, I actually joined a grief support group. That's how Mm. deeply I literally felt like I couldn't every day. I was like, I have to talk to somebody about this. And there was this grief support group called option B and because sometimes your option A is taken away, right? Yeah. Option B, and there's a book and all that, but basically these people were incredible. Mm. These people were incredible. Hearing their stories, feeling like you weren't alone, Mm. Mm -hmm. just understanding, like watching other people go through the process of grief while you yourself are experiencing. There's nothing like that, you know, that it is just so important, I think. And I know a lot of us want to retreat and we want to be by ourselves. And there is a time and place for that with grief. Sure. But I'm telling you when and if you can, if you're go, if you're grieving as something, 
find a grief support group because that is life-changing. It is truly life-changing. Well, and it just goes to show you that that thing that people say when they find out that something horrible has happened to someone where they're like, oh, I can't even imagine Mm -hmm. what they're going through. Yeah, Yeah, you can. You can. (laughs) Because I guarantee you- don't say that. Don't say that. (laughs) There's a version of yourself that has gone through a version of what they've gone, they're going through. Or- you're going to go through something very similar to what that person has gone through. You just haven't yet. Like we all lose things throughout our lives, whether it is a friend, whether it is a, like a a lover or a pet, a family member, a job, um, a dream, (laughs) a version of ourselves, a version of yourself, whatever it is, you will lose something. We are human. It's inevitable. Like that's just life. And to say like, oh, I can't even imagine when they're going through like, oh, that makes you sound like a dick. Like <laughs> also the reverse is true. If someone's grieving, you're like, I know exactly what you're thinking. No, you yes. don't. No, no, you don't. Empathize. No, you don't. Like <laughs> I empathize with what you're going through. I have not gone through exactly what you are going through, <laughs> but I feel you. Like I feel you. See you. <laughs> I feel you. And I'm here for you. I think that those are things like you can say instead, like I'm yeah. here for you or talk or like to I me. said, ask them a question about it. Be yeah. like, tell me a story about that person or what's your favorite memory with your pet or what, what are you feeling now? Like how, what's your new, do you have a dream that is kind of evolved now? Like ask, be curious. Yeah. Don't, don't be prescriptive. And also don't act like, you know, what they're, you don't No, I don't care if you've literally been through the exact same situation. Yours is different. You're not the everybody same process it. Yeah. <laughs> everybody goes through things differently. So, well, and even if the um, people are not ready to talk at that very moment, they know that you have the ear to listen and that you want yeah. to. And sometimes that it's that in itself is enough to make somebody feel really good is to know, like, I don't really want to talk about this right now, but I know I have somebody in my corner mm-hmm. who wants to know. So when I'm ready, yeah, I'm ready. And that's the other thing about trying to support somebody in grief you got to keep showing up because they're not yeah they're not going to show up they're not going to come to you and ask for help they're not going to reach out even though you tell them reach out let me know if you need help they're not you have you have to be the one to keep showing up at their door in their dms in their email however you can reach them yeah you keep showing up because eventually they will accept that invitation. Now, don't be obnoxious, but yeah. you know, be some, be some, yeah, be someone who they know is checking up on them. Like we had a friend and her, not fiance, it was her boyfriend of a long time. He died suddenly, mm. and she's she was a already a quiet, introspective person. Yeah, and we knew that if we didn't reach out, she was just going to be inside her apartment by herself mm-hmm. and, and for who knows how long. So we literally made a schedule. We yeah. were like, I'm calling her on Thursday. You call her on Sunday. Like, you know what I mean? We were checking up on her weekly mm-hmm. for months because this was such a sudden traumatic thing. And that is sometimes what you need. She, she sometimes would just say, thanks. Yeah. You know, she didn't want, sometimes she didn't want to talk to us. She didn't want the food. She didn't want the, you know, the visit. That's okay. 
but the times when she did, she would tell us, she's like, thank you so much for like reaching out. You know, I I just, she's not going to do it. That person is not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, and some people are very personal with their grief. Like I have a friend who lost her mom, um, like a, a while ago when she was in college and she, she doesn't talk about her all the time. At least when our friendship started, like I knew her mom had passed and, you know, it's also like, do I ask her about it? Like, I didn't know. Um, Mm. and a little bit over the years, like we've become super close and she will just bring her up on her own, like, Mm. and mention something about her mom. And like, she's become much more comfortable talking about her. And I think that that's also the thing, like just knowing that this person is a constant in my life, I feel yeah. safe talking about something exactly. that's so precious to me. And exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Like, like Stacy said, like, don't be a weirdo about it. Like every day, <laughs> you, like at <laughs> their door, star. like staring at them in the window, like, do you need anything? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, check and that's, in. yeah, checking in. And like you said, it took her, she might have wanted to know that she could trust you or that she, yeah. you were someone who she wanted to share something so sacred with. Yeah. When people love someone truly deeply, you don't want to share that with a stranger. No. Mm-hmm. You don't want to share that love with a stranger because mm-hmm. that's your love. That's yeah. your thing. Super precious. And yeah. And so having a space where you can, having a friend where you can, that's really special. And yeah, I think it is important to let people know you're there. And like I said, if you yourself are going through something, if at any point you can bring yourself to find, just literally type in grief support group mm-hmm. and just Google it, see what pops up. You know what I mean? And this could be something you dealt with years ago. Yeah. Like one of the girls in my, in my support group, she lost her twin sister oh. a decade ago. Good Lord. A decade. Yeah. And she was in that group. Like it had just happened yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like grief doesn't have a timeline. You can still be grieving something and you can join a group anytime you want. Nobody's, especially in those groups, nobody's going to say a word or have a thought about it. And so, and it's, it's so true because, you know, as we said, like grief doesn't have a timeline. Grief doesn't have like a schedule. It's just there. And, you know, for me personally, I, this is a different uncle. So, um, my, my dad has in total, I think they were eight brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters. That sounded really strange. So I said that, um, come on down. Um, but, um, the eldest brother, Jackie, uh, passed, uh, a little after I was born and, uh, he got hit by a car. He was a cyclist. Um, but he was biking without a helmet. And I still to this day, um, the anger I feel in my body when I see Mm -hmm. someone biking without a helmet, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I didn't even know this man fully. Like I know him through stories and I know him through like the love my dad had for him and like Mm -hmm. um, those kind of things. But I love him and I didn't even really know him. And so when I, like if a a loved one of mine, someone I knew, a friend biked without a helmet, Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a talk to you about that. (laughs) And, you know, because (laughs) it doesn't leave like that anger is still Mm -hmm. there. Obviously I did not lose my twin, but like 
I know I can empathize that like the anger that I feel or the grief that I feel for someone who passed away like 30 years ago Mm. is plus years, 30 plus years is still inside of me Mm. and it doesn't go away. And I think that's okay because again, that makes us connected. That's like grief is something much like hope. It's something that connects us all. Like Mm. we are, we all experience both of those things intensely and that makes us human. No matter if you look different, speak different languages, had different upbringings, whatever it is, it is a common thread throughout humanity. Grief. And yeah, and what I liked about the groups is the structure of it. Mm-hmm. They had a set of like, you know, considerate rules, like don't tell someone, don't try to counter someone's experience with your similar experience. Mm-hmm. Don't make judgmental statements. Don't uh, offer advice unless someone asks like those kind of things where it's like there's a structure that kind of eases you into it because I think a lot of people don't want to bring up sensitive topics especially about grief because of the dumb shit people say and it's like it's like people aren't I don't think people are purposely trying to be dumb and inconsiderate but they're trying to fill the silence I think we talked about that we're so uncomfortable with other people's pain that we will literally say and do anything to ease it or escape it and that is exactly the opposite of what we should be doing when we see grief and pain we should be sitting we should be silent we should Mm -hmm. be listening we should be considerate like sit with your own discomfort and figure out what it's telling you yeah. you know yeah. don't try to fill the silence that people have around their grief let them... saying things of like like yeah. um he's in a better place yeah it's like, okay. god called him up I'm like mm-hmm. what shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> shut your face right now <laughs> like that makes me so angry i can't even when I'm at funerals or something, when people say things like that, I'm like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go. I can't with this. (laughs) Um, And that's why people can seem angry at funerals. Yeah. They're mad. They're mad. People are talking shite. Yes. (laughs) They're saying weird things that the person who passed would never say. (laughs) Like, I, yeah, it drives me crazy. But I think it's, like you said, it's that, that human condition of being terrified of someone losing it you know like Mm. oh god they're so sad they might break down in front of me I don't know what else to do he's in a better place (laughs) you know right um which I know it comes out of kindness but it just really bugs me (laughs) yeah exactly and then like yeah just give people grace all around when they say dumb shit and like when they don't say dumb shit like just know that we're all trying our best y'all we're trying and it falls short every time (laughs) (laughs) but I I do think that this grief is medicine and um it doesn't have to be your only medicine (laughs) um there are other ways to take care of yourself when you're feeling that pain. Like Stay said, you can find a group. You can talk to a therapist, just yourself. Um, talking to your loved ones is wonderful, but sometimes talking to that outside 
human that didn't mm-hmm. know the person or um, but knows you is is very special and it, it's very helpful um, to just kind of be honest. Um, right. So just find ways to to heal yourself because that's what it is ultimately healing. Yeah, I mean we're all trying to heal and and I think a lot of times we can get wrapped up in that. I got to fix this. I got to get through this. I got to heal this. I got to move on. And it's like, yeah, we, we should be seeking ways to do that in a number of areas in our life, but let's not get so caught up in the, let me fix myself yeah. that we're not, you know, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. You can, you can be sad. That's a human emotion. And mm. you're allowed to feel it. Like yep. it's not just how can I get back to happy as fast as possible. It's like that is that is the fastest way to depression and, oh my and anxiety. God. Yeah, because you're not healing in that sense. You're just like slapping a band-aid on it and being like, we're good now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to feel that ever again. Bye. No. <laughs> I mean, I should be the one talking. I'm like the fastest to try to find a solution. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe if I journal every day for two weeks, maybe if I go to India for a month and I, and I study Ayurveda, I will heal my life. <laughs> it's like, Stacy, just, okay, no, but I just am go for you. Like, just go for yeah. you. That's what you're doing. I am. I'm going for me. And will I find some healing? I hope so. Yeah. There will be some so. healing. But I will go ahead and say the things that I thought were going to heal me have not. <laughs> unequivocally have not okay so I thought getting married having a kid nope Mm -hmm. I didn't even have a kid but just the idea of it I thought was gonna fix my life it's not no and I thought you know there's so many things that I thought like I thought if I go to enough therapy then I won't have to ever do that again okay no no (laughs) like uh uh-uh All these conceptions are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Just straight up wrong. It's like a good plan. It was yeah, a good plan. I tried it. You could I try. gave it a shot. I gave it a shot, you know. Yeah. Plus, there's nothing wrong. I don't need to be fixed. Let's just right. start there. I don't, there's nothing about me that needs to be fixed. Can I improve upon my character and some of my personality, like some of my habits? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't need to be fixed. No. Um, I am a soul and being, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. fine. We're all fine. We're doing fine. (laughs) Yourself. Yourself. (laughs) We should be sponsored by Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The amount of times we we speak of this movie. Um, (laughs) No, I... I love talking about this with you. I love you. I love the fact that you're going on these adventures. We are definitely going to miss you here on the pod. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, we're always here. And we have said that if um, there are any questions that we need to ask Stacy, then we can insert some little um, vocal bits here and there. So she's still going to be floating around. (laughs) (laughs) Space somewhere just a talking head she's just, just a talking head 
Um, but yeah, she will, she will definitely be, um, still a part of what we're going through as we talk about grief and healing. <laughs> um, but I thought that this would be a fun little, uh, Southernism about anger because anger is a version of grief. We do feel angry as I mentioned earlier. And, uh, this is something you could say to a group of people, if you're feeling really angry and it is, I'm so mad. I could just fall out of my pants. <laughs> just fall right out of these pants. I am, not these pants are going to fall down. No, you're going to fall out of your out pants. Of the pants. I can't even imagine wow. what that would look like, but wow. there you go. You're so mad. You could fall out of your pants and it's okay. <laughs> it is okay, okay to feel that mad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening friends. I hope you're doing your healing. I hope you are accepting that grief is a part of life and it is okay. And, um, just, you know, feel your feels. Feel your feels and be yourself. And be yourself. <laughs> and we will miss you, Stacy. 